All right, so we're starting a new series because we don't have enough of well, we're, we're, these. I think we're reorganizing. Yep. I think there we've gotten so many things, and people have asked for so many topics specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, first we were afraid to do too many podcasts, like it would be too much. But it seems like we've really found, you know, other believers that are hungry and eager mm-hmm. to talk about the Lord and all the things, you know, kind of concerning this. So. Every day of the week, we have kind of set a theme to that day. Of all eight conversation. of you. All eight of you. This comes um, from yeah, that comes from that yeah. meme this morning. Um, we, it's pretty funny. Um, but did you share it on Instagram, or you just saved I, it? No, but I need to. I will. I'll Anyways, share it from the. I'll share it, was it from really the church. Funny. You know what? I'll do it as you speak. Okay. So if you go to our Instagram, you'll see um, one with Noah talking and you'll get the whole eight of you thing. But anyways, we decided to set a theme for each day and to strive, Lord willing, to have a podcast each day to kind of fit that theme. And so one theme that would be one of the most important themes I think that we could have, topics of discussion to have, and it's something that Brandon and myself are probably the most passionate for, next to apostasy, I think, for Brandon, but that would be just the end times. Um, and so we get a lot of you know questions when we speak out, especially doing things you see us on our Rapture Awareness shirts. I've kind um, of been like obsessed with it for a while. That's, that's for kind of years been now. Like, it's always <laughs> been my thing, yeah. like my... It really has. And so he has dedicated ridiculous amounts of study to this. You guys have no idea. And it was funny because one of you um, in our biblical womanhood study I've been doing on YouTube, um, it was the point that I drove home in you know, a video that we did on that when we wrapped up um, our first week. And one of you sent in a question and we're like, hey, you know, if Brandon has some time, would he mind looking into this? Some I had heard somebody say this and I just thought it was confusing or whatever. Would you guys mind, you know, touching on that? And I was like, oh, you have no idea. You have no idea the amount of time Brandon has poured into this. So we figured it would probably be a good idea to do kind of start this off with like a rapture 101 you know that before we get brandon has tried you guys to put together like all kinds of podcasts on this and trying to figure it all out and we're like you know what i think we're just thinking about it too much so let's just kind of start from the beginning and just start having conversations because this this topic is just mind-bendingly endless of Mm -hmm. argument and discussion and it's actually really a dividing topic between really many, is. many people. It used to be there was three main viewpoints on the rapture, and this is what Christians used to discuss and throw back and forth to each other was um, pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib. Tribulation being the trib. And that used to be like the general kind of discussion and arguments the in the Christian circles. The the, just the timing of when these mm-hmm. things, this was going to occur. Um, the pre tribulational rapture, which is the theology and the belief that we hold to, mm-hmm. and that we we'll be speaking, that we'll for. be speaking more about on here. Um, that is the coming of Jesus for his church prior to the seven-year tribulation yeah, and his appearing in the clouds. And, and we'll go over a little bit later about the differences between the rapture and the second coming. Um, but his appearing in the clouds to come and snatch his believers, the church, out of the earth 
before the start of the seven year tribulation. Then there's people that that hold to the mid trib view that which is actually the question that we got mm -hmm. was from a mid tribulational viewpoint, which that's three and a half years into the tribulation is when Jesus returns in the or not returns, but he appears in the rapture. And then the last three and a half years of the tribulation, the worst part of the tribulation. So it's usually kind of referred to as like pre-wrath sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mid-trib, pre-wrath. Right. And then there is post-trib that that's like an elevator ride um, where you go the, rapture, the, whole tribulation. the whole tribulation and then Jesus appears. We go up into the clouds to be with the Lord and then we come right back down for the second coming. So those are the three, and those really, you don't really hear any of the other two anymore about mid and post-tribulational yeah, viewpoints. Some you don't, some people. I guess some you do, there, there is a couple people, there is still some, but that, that is one that you don't really hear. And that's, I, I guess I'll, I don't want to go too far off, but the mid-tribulational, the answer to that one is basically, it's just a misunderstanding off of the trumpet sound verse that's the angel blows a trumpet in revelation and it's perceived that that's what it was talking about for the appearing of christ in the clouds and the rapture so that's a real quick summarization of that and i didn't want to get too far off on it but you don't so all of those are more kind of like the old school views of it but nowadays i think in church and, and really what's dividing is either you either hear a little bit about the rapture or nothing at all and you have no idea even what the end times is you you hear a bunch of crazy people talking about it but you're like what the jesus already came like it's well or it goes real wonky off with the people who are just busy you know shouting about like aliens and cern and the illuminati and end times and rapture you know so it all gets mm -hmm. like thrown into this like crazy conspiracy theorist like tin hat you know society right. and so it loses all validity and you're like no there there there's right. real truth here to be discussed right. but regardless of what view you might have you know hold to or whatever what is the rapture just simplistic explanation well first rapture is not in the bible it is not neither is bible neither is a trinity neither is many things neither yeah <laughs> we can go through this all day long it's one of the biggest i've seen that on a lot of catholic things What's where the they're like oh, ha, 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 rapture isn't in the bible it's like neither well and even them i mean they know they 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 claim that it's not what it means because even that's what we actually get the word from the latin word raptura yeah but it is it yeah first it does the the word does not ever occur in the bible but it is the greek word for harpazo which is a snatching away catching away and it's a it's a violent snatching away it's a verb being it's, caught up it's being caught up like snatched like, like snatched if your child quickly. was going to right. fall like off a cliff and to, you snatched, you snatched it up them to up. save them correct the word is used again with philip and acts when philip is caught up and taken away after from baptizing the eunuch, the eunuch after yeah. baptizing the eunuch and he is taken away the same word is used there so that's 
that's where the, the word comes from, but it is the uh, catching away. Which we've thrown out um, Aaron and Charlene of Rapture right. Awareness, and I love their thing because yeah, it's Rapture Awareness, up. Get Caught Up. Yeah, I, I love how they do that. I ministry. So it's cool. really yeah. cool. I think their website, staycaughtup.com, I'm pretty sure is what the website is. But yeah, it's I love how they use that, the Get Caught Up, because that is the first thing people go to. Well, Rapture's not in the Bible. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Harpazo, and then Rapturus, and then it was just translated to Rapture. So right, and then, the yeah, genre. and that's another part of the mind-bending arguments is the word arguments between Harpazo and Rapturus. Those two, don't get into those, just don't, because... You'll argue yourself silly. Yeah, I mean, this is what Paul says. He says, don't get into just quabbles of words. This, I mean, because, and that's what it's happens with it. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but but the, rapture? the rapture of the church is the event in which God snatches away all believers in earth in order to make way for his righteous judgment to be poured out on earth during the tribulational period. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's described mostly in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. And 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 54. It was something that was not taught in the Old Testament. Something that was not taught in the Gospels. Because it was something that was, it was a mystery that was given to Paul. As he clearly states, he says that I am revealing a mystery. Mm-hmm. To you, you can find something, places where something seems alluded to. Alluded to definitely, and I just did yeah. that. I just did that with our John study, John mm-hmm. chapter five. I had, I found a spot in John five that I had never read that way before. But as I was reading it in our Bible study yesterday, I was reading. I was like, this is alluding to the rapture. So it's a brand new understanding. Something that had been hidden throughout the the course of biblical history up until Jesus gave it to Paul. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and read First Thessalonians four thirteen through eighteen to give an idea of it. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so. Through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So that was four, That was 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. And then we have the other uh, rapture verses. I said it was 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 54. So I'll go ahead and read that one. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality, and puts on immortality. Then shall come to pass, the saying that is written 
death is swallowed up in victory. Okay, so those are our two. There we can see it was a mystery and that was not previously revealed to anybody else prior to being revealed to Paul. So that's one thing that that a lot of times I say, and it does, it drives me nuts that we can't take our our views and our thoughts and our beliefs off of one part of scripture. We have to weigh it in totality with scripture. Mm -hmm. Well, and that still goes for this very same same topic, but the references to it are for very few because it was something that came at the end, close to the end of the first century. This wasn't something that was known for thousands and thousands of years. This is something that was that was given towards the end when it was God's good time to do so. So usually, but I mean, like you said, though, we can find so many different uh, allusions to it throughout the Old Testament, and it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, we see um, Enoch before Mm -hmm. the flood. Even though there was a good space of time between Enoch and the flood, it still is a a perfect delusion to the rapture. The mm-hmm. same thing with same thing with Noah, Joseph. There's all kinds of of examples of it. Once you read it, you can read a lot of a lot of the Old Testament and be like, "Oh wow, that sounds that sounds a lot familiar. like yeah, that sounds like real familiar." So that's what it is. Okay. Is that so, is that a good summary? A good, yeah. Of what it what is it and is. where we get it from. Well, next question. Paul or Darby? <laughs> because if you spend... That's the second most... Besides the rapture isn't in the Bible, the John Nil- John Nelson Darby invented, invented the, the rapture yeah. theory in 1860. Is the and if first we thing got a dollar every time somebody messaged us oh, or about yeah, Darby, hear Darby yeah. we'd have a or, pocket full of a few bucks. Or if you saw... Every single comment on every single rapture video mm-hmm. has some troll on there that's like, John Nelson Darby invented the rapture in 1860. This is a new idea that a none new... of the church fathers none thought None of the or early taught. church believed this. That's not mm-hmm. what Paul was talking about. And they have an over-spiritualization of everything in the New Testament. Well, in the whole Bible is, yeah. what, is what they do. And, really? they don't, and they don't take it literally. And then they dog dispensationalism as, well, I guess that's a different podcast. Different podcast. So, so, Paul or Darby? Paul or Darby. Well, it was definitely Paul. And that Darby argument, man, that just that gets me. Because even if you don't want to believe in the rapture, please, everybody, find a better argument. <laughs> okay? Please. It's fine. If, if you don't agree with it, cool. But if you're going to comment and uh, and disagree with it, at least understand a few things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't I understand that um this teacher, he get he go, goes over some wacky things, but he's he's very doctrinally sound, but Billy Crone mm-hmm. is an expert on the rapture and he, he has studied so every single every single angle that you can study from every single side 
And he actually went to southern England to Darby's gravesite and investigated. Um, you know, he went to the, the library there and got a uh, hold of Darby's journals and mm-hmm. got uh, went around and interviewed a whole bunch of people, went to a bunch of different churches, did a lot of research. Um, we'll go ahead and link. I've got a link where he talks about it because he's actually wrote a book about it. Um, but he's got a link to where he talks a little bit about it, and I'll send it to Heidi, and she can put it in here. But uh, he went and, and did this research, and you know, it comes to find out that no, I mean, yeah, the answer is no. Darby did not invent the rapture in 1860, nor did this girl that they said that had the vision of the rapture. If you break down this girl's, because they say that this girl had a dream mm-hmm. and gave it to, and, and Darby got hold of it, and this is where he formed his idea of this rapture theory. And no one else and had ever nobody thought else or believed had that ever, ever thought ever. of it. And Billy Crone was like, okay, well, let's go and look at through this. What was this girl's dream? What was the vision? What's the account of her dream? And the dream itself is an amillennial dream. <laughs> Which means no millennium, everything's spiritual, it's no rapture, no nothing like that. So it has n- her dream had nothing to do with the rapture at all, first off. It, it had some wacky stuff in it, and Darby definitely was part of some weird stuff, but he, no, he, he is one of the... Um, he did not invent dispensationalism either. I mean, the Bible is broken up into dispensations, which are different periods of time in the Bible. So yeah, things tend to happen. The Bible does that itself. Nobody invented that. But, I mean, in the way of our understanding of it, yes, Darby was the first person to discover um, or or put into practice more so um, that biblical interpretation. Because prior to that, everything else is very anti-rapture, all of this, you know. And it didn't really compute with Darby when he was reading scripture. And he's like, well, wait a minute. So, anyway, I... Billy Crone has done the footwork on that, and I do encourage anybody that even if you don't agree in the rapture, just go look and and study into the whole Darby argument to begin with because it holds no water. No, I'm like it's. I'm not saying that it it that it the rapture is true because Darby's and it, it was you misunderstand that argument, but get a new argument because the Darby one doesn't hold any water because we can go back. That's the first thing is what we don't really have outside of the Bible. We don't like to use any other sources to show our ideas, to prove our ideas. You know, we use scripture and backs up scripture. Well, with the with this type of, of question that you have and this type of uh, issue common sense tells you well let's see what the early church believed or talked about about this because this is certainly going to be a teaching inside of the church uh, you know being that this was you know um, 
they had just received a lot of this understanding. Well, look how Paul and, talks about it. He's like, ah, oh, we don't need to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we know. don't need to and it's like, what? We don't need to talk know, about right? it. <laughs> so what it what was it that they already knew? What was it that they believe? What was it that they taught? Well, you can you can go back to 130 AD, which is just past the time that I mean, the Apostle John would have only been dead for probably not even 30 years yet Yeah. by the time that Irenaeus was around. Irenaeus was a bishop in the Church of Lyons, France. He was actually a disciple of Polycarp, which Polycarp was a direct mm -hmm. disciple of John. Um, so that's like the guy that knew the guy. Mm -hmm. Pretty impressive. Like, this is... Trustworthy. Very trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because he actually wrote against what it was called against heresies <laughs> sometime in between that period. I don't know the exact year that against heresies was written, but it was it exposed the false religions and cults of the day that was of the church that was already rising up. So clearly when we look at this, obviously... The idea, the teaching of the rapture came from Paul, as you read in those scriptures. Mm -hmm. We have evidence to back up from people within the early church that this was a topic that was taught and discussed. And you Correct. can go and, and look and into already argued and, about and already mm -hmm. dividing the church. And so, which clearly, I mean, there's a million different things that make the whole Darby argument fall apart, which again, we're going to link down the description to Billy Crone stuff. And just, and listen, just because the Darby argument, your Darby argument falls apart, doesn't mean that the, you know, the, the argument is that there's not a, a legitimate argument for it. It's just not the Darby one. Yeah, that's the first one yeah, everybody gets to. Yeah, that's just the first one, yeah. So if that's what you've maybe heard and you're like, oh gosh, did somebody just make that up? Like, do we get this rapture idea from the 1860s when Darby... Yeah. No, that's Or you'll that's hear a lot about Francisco Rivera. Mm -hmm. you know, he was around in the, the mid to late 1500s. But he, a lot of people say that he was a theologian that invented the rapture as well. So you'll hear that argument too. But again, that's you definitely the not the case. Stuff. We can go way before any of these guys and see that this was an issue with the early church fathers. Whether or not you want to take Irenaeus's writings for to hold any weight, or if you want to take Clement or any of the old any of the church fathers, that that's up to your prerogative but we can see that it is definitely not darby okay so next question is there a difference between the rapture and the second coming there is a lot of differences between the rapture and the second coming and that's actually where most people now get confused so i've got five points that i'll go ahead and go over of the differences between the two and so if everybody might want to pull out a Bible, I hope you had a Bible to begin with. I think most people just to I think know. most people just... <laughs> if you're going to listen, you probably need a Bible. But definitely get a Bible, and we'll go over them real quick. Okay, so number one, at the rapture, believers meet the Lord in the air, and that's in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. At the second coming, believers return with the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's Revelation 19.14. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> so point... Like literal difference. Literal difference. Point two. The second coming occurs 
after the great and terrible tribulation. That's Revelation chapter 6 through 19 is the whole great tribulation period. The rapture occurs before the tribulation period. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 and Revelation 3, 10. Okay, verse, or verse 3. <laughs> I'm used to three. doing Bible, Bible studies. studies now. Okay, point so three. Point, point 3. The rapture is the removal of believers from the earth as an act of deliverance. First mm -hmm. uh, Thessalonians four thirteen through seventeen, and also First Thessalonians five nine because First Thessalonians five nine is the church is not destined to wrath. Uh, the second coming includes the removal of unbelievers as an act of judgment, mm -hmm. and that's found in Matthew twenty four forty and forty one. So it's two men will be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, one will be left. Point four. The rapture will be secret and in an instant. And secret meaning, and that's where you'll hear a lot of um, a lot of downplay on the rapture. The secret rapture idea mm. is ridiculous. Like you're just going to wisp away. Woo! Yeah. You know, it's, that's, it's... It's the believers will actually see the Lord as opposed to the whole world seeing him. Believers will see him. So that's why it's considered to be secret, well, a mystery. The thief, Jesus right, is the, the thief, thief the coming night. in to steal Correct. the goods. Right, he's the going to plunder the, the strong man's house. Correct. Yeah. Um, but the second coming, Correct. everyone will see. Correct. So the rat was that in four? Yes. Was that my fourth point? Yeah, that's your fourth point. Yeah. The rapture will be secret and it's that's first Corinthians fifteen, fifty through fifty four that we already read. Uh the second coming will be visible to all, to mm -hmm. everybody. Every everybody eye. on earth will see the second coming. And that's Revelation one seven and Matthew twenty four, twenty nine and thirty are just two examples of it. So the last point on the differences of the two, and there's there's plenty, and um, we'll do we'll more do, in all of these, we'll, of course. Um, yeah, in this whole series, I'm just sure we'll get synopsis. over more. So, but five, the second coming of Christ will not occur until after certain order of end times events take place, which in we see in Second Thessalonians two four, that's the. Uh, Antichrist who exalts himself as a god of worship in the temple, proclaiming himself to be God. So at that point, he that's when the Jews realize that no oh, crud, this, this probably not is not going to go very well. Yeah. And let's see. The other event, obviously, in Matthew 24, 15 through 30, the abomination of desolation uh, that Jesus speaks of, which is, you know, the um, the statue of the false prophet, or I mean of the beast, that the false prophet will make the people worship. Mm -hmm. And then the end times events in Revelation, so Revelation chapters 6 through 18, the tribulation period mm -hmm. of, Reve of Revelation must take place before the second coming of Christ. Uh, Along the, with other prophecies. Right. And so those, all those end times have to take place first before the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. But the rapture is an imminent event. So it's an event that occur at any moment. It could, it could take time. It could come now. It could come later. But we know that we still have to have the sequence of end times events. And we see the rapture is imminent from 
Titus 2.13, we know that we have our blessed hope, the, the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because this is what we're looking for. This is a glorious appearing, not coming in judgment. We're looking for a, a, a happy time. And that doesn't fit well like in the great tribulation. Like our Savior snatching us up to right. be with him before right. all of these horrible, horrible things take place. Right. And then Pretty we glorious. have the fact that, you know, like we read in First Thessalonians, where we are to comfort each other with these words. And this encourage one another. Like, how else would that work? Correct. This will be twinkling of an eye um, in First Corinthians 15. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. That means that... The last generation left here on earth when Christ returns will not die. That believers will not die. They will be... There will be a whole generation, just like Enoch, that correct, does that not see does death. not see death, but they are changed mm -hmm. to be like him. And Elijah, but... And Elijah. So those are the the two... or that's, Those are five points. And like I said, there's, there's so many... Um, but those are five quick points on the differences. Well, and the big point here that I think I want to go ahead and share a little thing of is part of this doing these new little series throughout the week is every Sunday, Brandon had this idea a while back and he called it a distress call. You know, like when the ship is sinking, mm -hmm. you know, and they put out that last call, that distress call for hope, you know, for help, there's got to be something. And as we sit here and we watch and you know people comment on it all the time but you watch the the events happening in the world and you can just see i mean stuff is falling apart left and right everything is just getting worse and worse and worse i mean the violence is at an all-time high natural disasters at an all-time high people's hatred towards one mm -hmm. another is at an all-time high just the evil in the world is just rampant you know what i mean look at all that and when you look at this, as believers, you should be able to look at that. And that was also part of our, you know, being sober. We should not be confused at these things. When we see these things, we should know the word of God and be able to look at these things and go, I know exactly what's coming next. And so that's why you wanted to do this distress call. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the things that are going on because it all connects to scripture. Sure. And the rapture is a secret event, but if you are paying attention and you are aware, as a believer, you it should not, not be you event. should no, not you be caught not off, guard. You off guard. Yeah. I don't know what day it's going to happen. No. I don't know. It could be tomorrow. It could be ten years, a hundred. I don't know exactly. But if I am paying attention, I know if you're being that we're in that. See, if I'm being sober minded, I know the season that we're in. Right? Like I can look outside and see the clouds billowing up and know a thunderstorm is coming. I don't know exactly at what time it's going to start raining. I don't know exactly those things, but I, I know it's coming. I can see it coming, so I can go. You know, roll up my car windows and you know do certain things because it's on its way and so it's the same way if we are being sober-minded we should be aware of all these things that are happening and so when we know it's very specific of literal events that will take place at the second coming mm -hmm. so as and we start sorry we all have the same no it's okay but i wanted to interrupt you to say though it's very important to keep these two separate because 
if the rapture and the second coming are the same event, then the believers have to go through the tribulation. Exactly. Which makes zero sense whatsoever because yeah. we are, the church is the bride of Christ and we are not destined to wrath. Yes. And we're supposed to be encouraging each other. There's no encouragement in the great tribulation. There's absolutely zero. This is the worst time on the history of freaking ever. And you, you want to talk about most... global warming. You want to yeah. talk about these, these, you know, like all the perfect disasters that they make. This is all during that time. Well, and no level of being a great prepper is going to save you no absolutely this. not at all absolutely not but and the point in it is is when you look around and you see these things happening that you know must be perfectly lined up for the final events leading up to the second coming you look at that and you go if we're seeing these things coming together now if we're seeing the world stage being set then how close are mm -hmm. we to the rapture yeah and another point would be if the rapture and the second coming are the same event, then the return of Christ isn't imminent. And there must be a lot of things that have to happen before he can return. Yeah. Which, how can you be looking for his glorious appearing if this is not something that's happening soon? And I mean, he even says that he's coming soon. The apostles talk like it. The apostles talk like, like you it's can't read through the soon. letters without them constantly referring to it. Yeah, they no, they had a they had a sense of imminency, and a lot of teachers teach that the apostles thought that Christ would return in their lifetime, which maybe some of them did, but I think more so that they believed just in a sense of imminency, but they also understood that it was going to take a little bit of time. Um, Paul did kind of a, 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 the idea that it was it you can kind of read into it that you think that it could have been somewhere in his time but i really don't think that um but yeah anyway i think the third point though that i want to make is that the tribulation period is mentioned in chapters 16 through 19 of revelation but nowhere in between there is the church mentioned at all in between any of those chapters yeah so the absence of the church is kind of like, well, where'd the church go? All yeah. of a sudden we're writing letters to the church and then John says, come up here and then there's no church. Well, kind there of you go. And then we also have to remember that Jer in Jeremiah, this this period, the, the final period of God pouring out his wrath on mankind before the end of all things, is the time referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble. You know what that means? Israel. Mm-hmm. Pastor J.D. Frog out of Calvary Chapel, Kwananohe. In Hawaii. I, he, quote, he coined this phrase, or he stole it from somebody too, but I'm going to give him credit for it, when he says that the, the seven-year tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. Yep. And that's the most perfect way that I've ever heard it put in my life, because it's the time of Jacob's trouble that the Lord will rescue Israel out of again. This has nothing to do with the church. We are not destined to wrath. All right, what else you got for me? I think, I guess those were the enough differences. That's pretty right? much, this is pretty much, I think, for the, much a good... for our intro to just the rapture in general. Okay. Is there anything else about the rapture that you want to make sure you put out there is being understood um, before we kind of dig into this? Because every Thursday is just going to be our blessed hope day. We were going to talk about the rapture, the things to come, what we have to look forward to. So is there anything else you want to say about this? 
No, I think my two biggest objections to it were just the fact that the first thing that you hear, that anytime you say the word rapture, it comes with opposition. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's a weird topic in that way that, you know, we could talk about the love of, of God all day long, you know, and nobody would say anything. The minute we say something about, you know, something like this, people get weird. People get weird. Mm -hmm. And usually the first defense or the things that we brought up earlier so i wanted to go ahead and just lay those couple things out let's get those out of the way those are the two most ridiculous things that i am i'm open to hearing and and argument Scriptural. <laughs> and i don't want i'm not open to it in this series you can we can email you can email me we can go back and forth all day long in this series i'm not opening this is a series for our listeners and I'm summarizing a bunch of things about the belief if it it is impossible to remember and to put in every single point that I need to during this whole time because this this issue has so many different rabbit hole and so many different plugs that you 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 look in you know that, that goes around it so it would be impossible for me to talk about every single little point so any keyboard warriors that come and just want to destroy rapture theories, that's not something that I'm interested in doing on this. So just those, I guess that's it. That's it. All right. I'm excited. If you guys have specific questions about the rapture in times. Or if we confused you. Or if, we or if this is all yeah. still confusing. Yeah, whatever they are, message them to us because and let us know. I can I can understand how this podcast may come off confusing to some people because I have labored hours upon hours upon hours of even where to start with this. So this is just our start at a at a larger discussion. But um, you know, with the feedback we'll be able to kinda tell what people get out of it what people's questions are yeah and where where, and where it's still lacking where I think. it's still lacking and why all of this matters why does all this matter yeah well because jesus is coming that's why and, and it's coming, coming soon. soon and yeah and are you ready yeah. are you ready for that today all right guys let us know any questions anything you can think of but otherwise we'll be back tomorrow again with something else <laughs>